0: It is Friday night, January 19th, 2018, and we have the birds, baby. Really, what else is there to talk about? We got the NFL conference chips, and me and Ty are going to give our picks of the week. I'm real hyped for this episode. Let's go. Welcome to the Mark and Mondial Show, your source for uncensored sports commentary. Starring Mark Franklin and Tyler Mondial. From our minds to your ears, we call it how we see it. We are not scripted, we are not censored, and we are Mark and Mondial. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number three of the Mark and Mondial Show, brought to you by Crowd King. I'm Mark Franklin with my co-host, MLB prospect Tyler Mondial. What's up? T. how you doing tonight, brother? What's
1: going on, Frank? Excited for the show.
0: I'll tell you what, man. I'm real excited for this show today. How are you feeling today about this, Birds, upcoming game in a couple days? You I know, know we're both going in. You
1: know, I, I feel I feel better than I, than I did last week, I think. I have so much more confidence in foals now, and I think a lot of people do. And the way this defense is playing right now, Frank, I know you're loving it. I don't think we can be beat.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I've been saying it week after week. Defense wins championships. And the Eagles defense stepped up last week. It was exactly what they had to do. Fletcher Cox came to play stuff to run i mean the guy had seven total tackles five solos two tackles for lost and two qb hits man i'll tell you what i said he's got to show us why he's getting paid all this money and he put it my money right where my mouth was and he came out to play
1: yeah he did and i think the whole defensive line did frank and i think that's where they won the game at and that was the one of my points of emphasis last week when we talked about what the keys were to the game to win and I think the defensive line really came out to play. They wanted to get after the quarterback. They they pressured the quarterback a lot. Brandon Graham played a great game. Jerrigan was in there on the run stoppage. And I, we talked about stopping Devont, Devontae Freeman last week a lot, Frank. And I know you were all over it. And he had, I think, like nine yards on six carries. He had nothing. He, he had that
0: little touchdown that Matty Ice was luckily lucky enough to get it to him. He got... Sh- Fletcher Cox actually slammed his helmet, like, into the ground. I watched the replay multiple times, and Devontae was really lucky to catch that touchdown pass. I mean, granted, congratulations for uh, getting your fifth touchdown five weeks in a row, but he got the L. (laughs) I mean, I haven't felt the energy surrounding a Philadelphia sports team like this since, like, the 2010 Phillies with the four aces of... Oswald, Holiday, Hamels and Lee. I mean this Eagles team is just godsend to use like those two words. I mean, the team and the city of Philadelphia once again embracing the shit out of the underdog role. Not to mention the franchise holds a 4 0 record in the Super Bowl era as the underdog. The lack of respect to the number one rush defense in the league. People are talking about Latavius Murray. W- what? What is he going to do? Do you know what that means when you, the Vikings have to face the number one rush defense in the league? The ball has to be put in Case Keenum's hands. That's a problem. And I like the Eagles' odds when the ball is in Case Keenum's hands. In fact, I love the Eagles' odds. Granted, Carson Wentz last week was definitely spotted on the sideline with a shotgun out because he mistaked uh, one of Nick Foles' balls for an actual duck. And luckily enough, it hit the thing. It hit, it ricocheted right off the Falcon defender's knee and was a first down with, for Torrey Smith. I mean, everything is just going right. People want to talk about the Vikings and the team of destiny to play their home, their first team at home in the Super Bowl. I, ra- I like the Eagles' odds with Case Keenum on a Sunday night in Philadelphia in front of these fans. I. I take the Eagles all day, especially with the points. People have to understand, I was at the game on Sunday, sitting right in the end zone where it went through Julio's hands. You have to understand, that ball went right through Julio's hands. Julio Jones is the best receiver in the National Football League, and he just couldn't pull it down in Philadelphia. Wasn't meant to be. Don't think it's meant to be for a Super Bowl team to be the home team. It's just not meant to be. Um, If God really wants to just... Make Markel Fultz a bust in exchange for a first Eagle Super Bowl win? I'll take that all day long.
1: I think Minnesota got their their victory last week, Frank. I mean, the the way they won that game was unreal. One of the greatest playoff games I've ever watched and witnessed. And I think that their luck's going to run out this week. I think that it's going to be a defensive battle with these two defenses. I think that Minnesota's coming in here not knowing what they're getting themselves into because last week at the link, this crowd does make a difference. And how loud it is on third down and... When, when we have the mojo on our side, it does make a difference. And Jim Schwartz is feeding into that, and he's game planning around the crowd a little bit. And that I think that's a huge, huge part of this game. And home field advantage is everything in this. And I really do. I mean, you look at the numbers. The Eagles are eight and one this year at home, and fourteen and three in the in the past two years, which is the best in football. And it just yells at you right there. Why wouldn't you bet against this team? And when they're playing at home, it's just crazy that the. That they're the, uh, I mean, I guess they're the underdogs because of Nick Foles and you're looking at the quarterback, but Nick Foles and Case Keenum, you, you put them side to side, I, I'd choose either one.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you talk about defense, this is the, this is the greatest statistics that I've, I've found about the Eagles' day. They forced Atlanta to punt six out of nine drives. That's actually, like, that is getting the job done. That's what you have to do. But at the end of the day, when it comes to the game, you really got to give all the credit to Doug Peterson. I mean, I, I doubted the guy. I'm going to be honest, but I, all those doubts are erased because when you look at the class of the 2016 coaches, Chip Kelly fired, Mike Malarkey, fired, Ben McAdoo fired, Hugh Jackson one and 31, Dirk Coder 14 and 18, Adam Gase 16 and 17, Doug Peterson. 21-12 and 12 hosting the NFC Championship in Philadelphia. This guy is going to win Coach of the Year. He deserves it. And he flat out showed everybody why he deserves it this past week. Honestly, all of Philadelphia was on their heels. Did not know what to expect when they walked in to the link on Saturday evening. And they walked in and Doug Peterson outcoached Dan Quinn. And it was so visible to where you just had to respect Doug. He called a great game. The defense stepped up and Doug called, called a great game. He got those tapes out from 2013, saw when Nick Foles was successful, and did what Nick could do. He was Nick. He told Nick to be Nick. Nick was Nick. He was fine. And people are disrespecting this man. Nick Foles, like, he's never done anything. What's he have, 41 games played and he has, like, 30 something wins? He don't have many losses? He has his touchdown-to-interception ratio... Is phenomenal. I don't have the exact statistic on that, but the guy's just getting disrespected. And I guess that's just the theme of the team this year.
1: Uh, Doug Peterson, when he first came in as the Eagles coach, and I think everyone can agree upon it, when Chip Kelly got fired, we bring in Doug Peterson, coach under Andy Reid. My first thoughts, you know, you were kind of skeptical, you know, not knowing what we're getting ourselves into. After that win on Saturday, I have no doubt in this guy. This guy, I was, I was, I kept. Sc- screaming and screaming last week on the show that I hope he has a game plan set up and he knows what he's getting himself into going into the Falcons game. And his game plan was perfect. You know, that that play call on third and one to get him in to, to, uh, the red zone late in the game or early in the game with Aguilar was a clutch play call. I mean, that was a great play call. I couldn't get over that play call. It was a huge play. Got him down there, c- got the touchdown early, got the mojo back on our side. And then to not, kick the, or not go for the fourth and one late and kick the field goal, I mean, it determines the game. You don't get that fourth and one. They go down and kick a field goal, you lose. So that was a good call on his end. They talked it over instead of instead of going for it. They kicked it. That was a huge call on my on my perspective. And this guy's been doing it all year. I mean, this he's been killing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you go back, look at the defense, the pressure sent in the second half of the game literally minimized the field for Matty Ice and forced a limited amount of routes. They had to really change their game plan because – the Eagles' front seven was coming in hot. And not to mention, the defense has not allowed a score in the last two minutes of a game this entire season. Like, not a single score. No one has scored against the Philadelphia Eagles in the last two minutes of a football game. That's impressive. That's when the game matters. That's why this team is good, because they step up when it matters. you got to understand, this team is ready to play. And Doug Peterson wants to lead them. His coaching last week was phenomenal. When... That Aguilar trap run, nobody was ready for that. Nobody was even expecting that. And then you do the run play option with Foles and you stick to the run game. And it forces the Falcons just to respect the run. So it keeps them on their heel and they're on their they're on their toes every which way. And they don't even know what's coming because Doug Peterson has this whole season on tape and he showed you a whole different team on Saturday night
1: yeah and, and then you, you look at you look at this defense and I love what Jim Schwartz has done and brought, brought to this team this year and you look you look at the game last week they go down the Falcons on their first drive pretty good field position we went we uh, we turned the ball over Jay fumbled it they get a field goal the next the next drive the, the, the next scoring drive was when Barner muffed the punt they got the ball at their own whatever like 30 yard, 30 yard line and they scored the only touchdown of the game with great field position after the muff that was their only points they did not score in the second. this team did not score a point in the second half. I mean this Eagles defense made adjustments all throughout they scored on their first possession and then the muff punt and then they didn't do anything the rest of the game you look at this Eagles defense and it's it's terrifying and I think the Vikings are right there along with them and their deep their defense is very well too but I just would, you, you get this crowd into it, you get this defense an early sack. Again, you get a, you get a turnover earlier, an early sack. And if you get a, I'll tell you what, if you get a score in this mofo building on, on Sunday on a defensive side, a pick six or a scoop fumble recovery in the end zone—that place will erupt, and it will just turn the turn the tide to the Eagles' favor, and it will be unreal.
0: Yeah. Well, now since we're done with the Falcons, we'll start the transition and look forward to the Minnesota Vikings. We'll start obviously. We'll start off the chip games with the Birds and the Vikings. Obviously, when you look at Minnesota, they have they post respectable numbers. I mean, they have the number one defense in the league. The Eagles have the fourth best in the league. They got. There have the. <laughs> They have only allowed 15 points. Their average, they allow 15 points a game, and it's it shows their defense is impeccable. They have Harrison Smith. They got Griffin, Rhodes, Waynes. I mean, the list goes on. But Kendrick's
1: the, is scary. Yeah,
0: Kendrick's brother is just as good as him, and they're they're a scary team. I mean, I'm not disrespecting them in any which way, but like I said, it's just it's not meant to be for a home team to be in the Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. The NFL just... I don't think the NFL would let it happen. And did you see today they put out that pre... That pre, NFL randomly put out Patriots-Vikings Super Bowl. Did you peep that by that. chance? Yeah, I saw
1: that. I not know what going
0: on. Yeah, I, I think it's just to get the lines going. Because everybody and their mothers on the birds. And as they should be. I I like the Vikings. I respect the Vikings. I'm going to be there. I think it's going to be a low scoring affair. It just kind of sucks because... I mean, don't get me wrong. Doug Peterson did a great job last week. He made Nick Foles feel safe. He ran the RPOs, high-percentage throws. Everything looked fine. I mean, we could move the ball. He stayed committed to the run, which was nice. But the Vikings only allow, like, I think it's four yards every slant screen or short route or all those high-percentage throws. Like, the Vikings are really fundamentally sound. And I, the, the key to this offense, we're going to have to run, 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 run. We got 36, 30, and 29. Give them boys the football. That's what's going to win us the game. Run right up the gut. It's not the prettiest play. And I'll tell you what, the Vikings, they're pretty damn lucky to even be in this building this week.
1: All right, That's what I was preaching. I think they got their miracle last weekend. And I don't. I think the is going to stop when they come to Philly. I think Ajayi has to be better this week, in my opinion. He had, like, 50 yards last week off of, you know, 12 to I think 14 carries or whatever it was but he's got to get the ball more I think they used Blunt perfectly last week just in the short yardage, is what we talked about Frank I think the same goes for this week. Don't bring him out there unless it's a third, you know, third one, third yeah, and two. Yeah, can't can't line. be out there. Can't be yeah, out there. Go line. I think you give Clement more looks this week. All looks. I think you give Clement more looks this week. Obviously, yeah, and I I think a, yeah, like I said, a guy, he has to get more touches and he has to get going <laughs> early for this team to be successful.
0: And you know what the best about this is? We traded Bradford to the Vikings, and um, we got a we got a fourth round there for him. But the fact that the Vikings made the conference chip this year, that fourth rounder actually now turns into a third rounder for us. Though it's kind of nice. So their destiny, they did their job for us. Now it's time for us to get the win, collect the third round pick, and move on. It's 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 hilarious that that Eagles traded Foles to the Rams, Bradford, or for Bradford. Foles lost his job in St. Louis. Keenum takes over. Eagles Ralph Wentz, trade Bradford to Minnesota. They sign Keenum, who replaces an injured Bradford. And then Foles returns to Philly, replaces an injured Wentz, and now it's Foles and Keenum. I mean, the matchup is the ugliest matchup in a championship game in the history of the league, probably. top. It's up there, at least. I don't know all the previous matchups. It's not, it's not appealing by any means. But I'll tell you what, the defenses are pretty damn appealing. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I maybe mean, the defenses are really going to make the difference. They're the they're the real headlines of this game on Sunday night.
1: What's what's the line right now for the
0: Eagles? Uh, opened up at three and a half. Now it's sitting at a pretty threes even. Obviously, yeah, Eagles real? plus three. I mean, you want to go over our records last week? How, what were our pickums last week? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I uh, for everybody, Tyler. Last here, we'll go down. We'll start with the uh, we'll start with the Birds game. We both gave Birds. With the points, home dogs, winners. Uh, we'll go to the Steelers-Jags game. Tyler said Steelers. Uh, or Tyler said Jaguars, and I said Steelers. I got the L on that. Um, then we go off to the Vikings-Saints game. I told everybody to buy the points <laughs> and take the Vikings. Uh, I covered. Tyler took the Saints plus five. He broke even. And then uh, Tennessee and New England said he can't bet against TB12. And, uh, and uh, T-Money took... Uh, titans so he went two one and one i went three and one i mean i guess we can make our pick for the birds game i'm i'm pretty sure we're both going birds i'm i i would suggest to buy the eagles to four ride it out take birds plus four i you like
1: know, it i'm right there with you i would take the eagles at three and a half i think uh I, I would i'd take the three and a half just to cover myself you know if it breaks my heart and the vikings win by a field goal late which i think is the only one that the only way that they win is they have if they have the ball last. Um, but I, I see the Eagles coming out victorious in this one.
0: Yeah, I mean when it comes to the Birds, like they really got three keys to winning this game: recognition, obviously knowing what's going on, and everybody saw last week on that final drive. We had a down pat. We knew what they were gonna do. The defensive the defensive unit showed their high Q their high IQ. I mean that last play when it mattered most, they stepped up. Uh, number two, obviously protecting the football. We cannot win the game with turnovers. Uh, we got lucky last week. I, I, I'm not going to say we got lucky because our defense played well, but those, those two fumbles and not really getting any takeaways, we got lucky. Um, if they lose the turnover battle against Minnesota, it would just be impossible to win. And then obviously make the Vikings offense one-dimensional. Stop the run, put the ball in Case Keenum's hands. Right. Allow the pass rushers to attack the wide nine without having to worry about much – about any run keys, because Latavius Murray and Jar- Jarrett McKinnon, I mean, I'll give it to McKinnon. He's obviously a big screen guy. Kind of reminds me of Spro's. a little bit bigger. But if we stop them up the middle and put the ball in Keenum's hands, make <laughs> make Case Keenum make a play in Philadelphia when it's 25 degrees. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what it comes down to, and that's really what it's going to come down to at the end of the day.
1: All right. I think my two biggest things before we get off the Eagles, Frank, would oh, have to good. be – uh, the offensive and defensive line for the Eagles. If we win both sides of the line and if the defense brings the same mojo and the, and the offensive line brings the same mojo that they did that last week because Lane Johnson played like a beast last week. Brandon Books was out there playing great. Vitai did his job, played very well. And on the defensive side, just like I said earlier on in the show, they came out and they got pressure on the quarterback. If we win both sides of the line, and I feel like we can come out and b- win this game this weekend against the
0: Vikings. Yeah, I mean, the Philadelphia faithful – on an outdoor playing service, it's going to be the deciding factor. Will Minnesota be able to communicate at all when it's time to fly? Will Case Keenum be able to lead the Minnesota Vikings at Lincoln Financial Field against the Philadelphia Eagles in front of people that, that the minimum price for a ticket was 500 to sit upstairs or even get in for standing room? I doubt that. I know me and you last game, did you sit down? I did not. One time. Did you sit down or stop screaming? I had no voice the I, next day.
1: You know, I sat down one time, Frank, and it was, I was pissed off when Barner didn't fair catch it and they turned it over right there. I, that was the only time I was very pissed off I sat down. But other than that, man, the whole place was standing up from the get-go. That place was electric, loudest I've ever seen it. Um, it was great. It was a great atmosphere to be in, so I hope it's the same this weekend, to be honest with you, and I think it will be. Yeah,
0: no. Nah, I know it will be, actually. <laughs> I've, history is... In the, is is in the Eagles' favor. I mean, the last five postseason number one seeds in the chip have won, and our past four times the Eagles been underdogs, we've won. All the historic records tell me the Eagles are going to win this football game. And at the end of the day, all we could really do is hope. And I know people are saying, "Ah, oh, Minnesota, Minnesota." Like, I'll respect their defense. I mean. Case Keenum got lucky last week. Stefan Marcus Williams makes that I, play. It's different,
1: right? I like I like it. though, Frank. I liked it last week too when everyone was on Atlanta. Let let this team be fueled by the now. Bum- the public's by the, the bum- public's right. betting on
0: Philly though. Right now, It's at sixty percent on Philly. Okay, so that's what scares me. I hate when the public goes with us, but that's okay. I mean, the,
1: let's get on. Let's move the,
0: over the Pats game. I, well, speaking of the Pats, the, the, there's two teams in the, the in. Conference championship game appearances last 20 years. The Patriots have 12, and the Birds have 6. They're in second. They're tied with the Steelers. Wow! How crazy is that? And we still don't have a damn Super Bowl. But, I mean, we can go to the Patriots-Jags game, swap over. I mean, that spread opened at 10.5, and and now it's at 8, I think, or 7. I'm unsure. Um, I mean, that tells you enough for itself. New England obviously has that... uh, (laughs) A story comes up with them just to distract people from saying how really good they are. But I feel like this week's story of New England is actually quite concerning considering Tom Brady today in his press conference wore two red Under Armour gloves, not revealing his hands. Very weird, skeptical. And at the end of the day, Brady's lost a couple games in Foxborough in the AFC Championship, and they've been against pretty damn good defenses. Let me see. Oh, Denver. Oh. Oh. Baltimore twice, oh, the Steelers once upon a time. Like It's possible. I mean, I'm, I got all respect for Tom Brady. The dude is the GOAT. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not saying he's not. But Jalen Ramsey's a savage, and the Saxonville Jaguars are going to come ready to play.
1: I got some statistics on this Jacksonville defense, Frank, that, that blew my mind today, and I, <laughs> I would like to share it to our audience. They the, the numbers stack up crazy amongst the defenses of the past that, are, that have been very good. Jacksonville's D, 16.8 points per game, ranks up with 2015 Broncos. They allowed 18. 55 sacks, ranks up with the 2002 Buccaneers. They had 41. 169 passing yards per game, ranks up with the Seahawks in 2013. They had 172. And they had seven touchdowns, ranks up with 85 Bears and only had five. Seven touchdowns on defense. It's yeah. a scary mark.
0: I mean, they're – De- I say it, I've said it the past two, sh- three shows. Every show that we've had so far, I've said defense wins championships. And every team, I'm going to say right now, out of the four teams, the New England Patriots have the weakest defense of all the four teams that are left. Right. That's a fact. Yep. It goes the Jags, Minnesota, and the Birds, and then the, P- then the Pats. Birds got number one rush D. Jags have number one pass D. Minnesota has number one overall D. <laughs> so, um, I mean, defense is going to win the game. And the fact that the spread dropped like that and Brady is like quest he didn't practice again. Or he had he was limited today. Yesterday he didn't practice like Matt Ryan didn't practice last week. He couldn't come out with a dub. I mean, he's gotta these guys gotta be out there prepping. I mean, right. my, obviously Tom Brady is the <laughs> he needs less preparation than anybody else, but I mean, is he really gonna be himself when he's not practicing?
1: Yeah, it's concerning to me. The 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 gloves thing at press conference was Threw me off a little bit. I don't know. Michael Jackson. Yeah, I don't know where he was going with that one. <laughs> but uh, obviously he's going to play Sunday. There's no doubt in my mind. The of questionable course. status is just for is just there to be there. I mean, yeah. he probably did take a hit in practice. He's probably is. No, he ran bit, into somebody I is what they him. said. Whatever so that's what
0: makes it even more skeptical. Belichick could be just plotting this out cuz he's a mastermind.
1: Right. Whatever it is, he'll play Sunday and he'll be he'll be ready to go so. But
0: also with the Pats, well people aren't really saying. I mean, Matt Patricia's going to the Lions. So Is his focus really on the Jacksonville Jaguars that obviously don't really pose a threat on offense? Or is he kind of like looking at homes in Detroit? (laughs) And Josh McDaniels, where's he going? Colts. Yeah, he's going to Indianapolis. And then they're uh, they're rumored, they're uh, linebacker linebacker coaches rumored to head to Arizona. I mean, that would be, New England would become the first NFL team to lose three assistant coaches to head coaching jobs in the same offseason. Wow,
1: that's
0: huge. So like, I mean, when it comes to that, these coaches are focused on all these taking on other jobs, getting ready to move on, and they got a game this week. And I'm sorry, I, I didn't, I don't want to give out the pictures early, but I'm going Jacksonville. <laughs> like I don't, I would like Jacksonville to win. I know the Pats are going to pull it off, but Jacksonville with the points and that type of defense, it's just that's all me. I'm, I'm hopping on that all day long.
1: I think I would. I think I would take the Patriots, uh, whatever they are, minus um, just because, just because I think that Belichick and Brady are going to be too prepared for this Jacksonville day, and I know that Jacksonville day is scary. I just don't see Jacksonville scoring at all with Bortles, because uh, I think Belichick's gonna and Patricia are gonna see that uh, what they did last week with Fournette on the Steelers, and they're not gonna let let that happen. They're gonna let they're gonna put Bortles. They're gonna put it in Bortles' hands, and they're gonna make Bortles beat them. And to be honest with you, I don't see Bortles going into Foxborough and beating Brady. And so I would have to take the Patriots with the points.
0: The minus seven or eight? Yeah, whatever
1: it ends up to be, I would take the Patriots minus. Yeah,
0: five. I would like to buy Jacksonville to nine if I could get him at nine, and I would ride Jacksonville. I-, I think Jacksonville pulls it off, to be honest with you, man. I- no chance. I- you could say no chance. And people have said no chance when Joe Flacco's team went in there and beat the Pats. Like, it don't. Joe Flacco didn't do shit that game, but the defense didn't let Tom Brady score and obviously it's very very difficult by all means to stop Tom Brady from scoring but you just <laughs> you get to him you I don't know. You get them down. Calais Campbell's a baller as well. They're they're Miles Jack. You can that list goes on. That defense is scary. Like they're all bunches savages that love to hit. It's right. actually awesome watching them because it just it makes you love the game of football. To be honest, they they demonstrate all the passion and everything around it is actually surreal. But <sighs> I see a
1: rematch of the two thousand five Super Bowl coming our way. Pats Eagles, and hopefully we get a different
0: outcome this year. I I would love. I mean, I I would love a, I I would love that if that happened, but I'd honestly, be, <laughs> I'd be pretty scared of a Jags Eagles Bowl. I I would be concerned of how Nick's gonna score, but then I would be how would Bortles score? I don't I don't know. This is all it's all about the defenses here, man. I would love to see the Pats. I, it would be a gun. I, I think it would be like gunslinger to be honest with you, but yeah, I mean everybody in Philadelphia. We're all pulling for the birds. We want the birds. I'm pretty sure everybody knows how electric the link could actually be. And I don't see any reason that the home dogs can't come out on top one more time, man. I really don't. Do you see any reason why, T-Money?
1: No, I see the the Eagles coming out victorious this one. I see myself coming out of that stadium with a smile on my face and buying my plane ticket to Minnesota to get there for the Super Bowl.
0: Well... I mean, I flew home. I flew home from Tampa today. We just record. We're recording this at like twelve o'clock at night, guys. I just came home from Tampa just for the Eagles game on Sunday. We're out here. We're ready to roll, and we're pretty fucking electric, to be honest with you. I'm gonna play this run back real quick when uh, I was showing everybody how electric we actually were from the game last weekend, right from NBC10. Of Philadelphia. We're electric. Electric. Electric is the word to describe the city of. One more win, baby. That's what I said right there. I'm Mark Franklin. Team Money. And we are out. Thanks for listening, guys.